time when film criticism is as provocative as ever, Feelin' Film ventures to change the discussion from what we hate about a film to what we love about it. We judge more on emotional experience than technical merit, because every movie makes us feel something. Hi listeners, Aaron here, and you're listening to a new project here at the Feelin' Film Podcast. This episode is the first in our Feelin' It series. These episodes will be solo recorded and will be a spoiler-free look at a film that is either coming soon or has just opened in theaters, with the desired purpose being to provide you with enough information to discern whether the film is worth seeing without ruining that experience for you. This is different than our episodic content, which are meant to be listened to after you've seen a film. Our hope is that you'll enjoy these reviews and look forward to them. We don't expect to post more than two to four per month. They will be sprinkled in with our regular weekly episodes and occasional minisodes. Today's review is of the upcoming Focus Features film, The Zookeeper's Wife. Now, I had seen the trailer for this a few times, but never really felt much more than a passing interest. I didn't know much of anything about it other than that it was set in a zoo, duh, and took place during the Holocaust, which is one of the historical events that I find most difficult to watch portrayed on screen. It's just hard to see such evil and hatred resulting in the loss of innocent life, especially knowing that it actually happened. So to be frank, my expectations for this film were pretty low. The film is based on a nonfiction book of the same title by Diane Ackerman, which drew on the unpublished diary of Antonina Zabinski. It tells the account of the keepers of the Warsaw Zoo, Antonina and Jan Zabinski, who helped save the lives of as many as 300 Jews who had been imprisoned in the Warsaw Ghetto following the German invasion of Poland in 1939. The film stars Jessica Chastain as Antonina, Johann Heldenberg as her husband Jan, and Daniel Bruhl as Lutz Heck, Hitler's chief zoologist and the film's primary antagonist. When it comes to the filmmakers, I want to draw some special attention to this. Opening on March 31st, the final day of Women's History Month, seems appropriate for this movie. In case you haven't heard, Hollywood has a woman problem. I recently saw a tweet by director Ava DuVernay showing statistics of wide-release films that had a female director. In short, the numbers are awful. In 2014, the total was 3.8%. That rose to 8.7% in 2015, but then has declined to 6.3% in 2016 and 6% in 2017. What's awesome about The Zookeeper's Wife is that it has a female director in Nikki Cairo, formerly of McFarland's USA, two female writers in Diane Ackerman, the book's author, and screenplay adapter Angela Workman, and even a female production designer in Susie Davies. This is a big deal, particularly for a film that is told almost entirely from a woman's perspective. These are fantastic choices, and they've made a stellar movie. I can't speak enough about how important it is for us to champion these incredible efforts in the hopes that Hollywood will wake up and begin to expand opportunities for talented female filmmakers. We want their art. Now just give them the chance to give it to us. With that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about the movie. The film opens with some important character development for the Zabinskis, giving us an extended look into their lives running the zoo. The first thing that really stands out here is the animals. There are many species in the Warsaw Zoo, and we get some incredible shots of them. I would have been quite disappointed had there not been some attention paid to the animals. One thing I should warn parents about, though, is that the film does show quite a bit of animal death. 
And while not bloody, it is also not reserved in nature. No pun intended. It's very emotionally affecting and can be startling for anyone that struggles with that. Jessica Chastain immediately shows that she is the perfect casting choice during these opening sequences with the animals. She has an elegance and strength about her, which fits this period setting like a glove. Throughout the film, she impresses. I wasn't expecting her to be so good, and having seen the trailer, I was concerned that her accent might not work for me. But instead, she kept it consistent, and I never felt taken out of a moment because of it. In short, she's fantastic and it's one of the finest performances of the year thus far. Speaking of the cast, the male co-stars, Johan Heldenberg playing her husband Jan, and Daniel Bruhl playing Let's Heck, are every bit her equal. Bruhl displays a selfish disrespect for both animal and human life, while trying to come across as a suave, gentle soul. His constant approach of the married Antonina gives us a hint right away that he is not a man that can be trusted. And Johann Heldenberg as her husband is painfully tortured by his need to help others and his fear of what this strain on his marriage may do. The acting throughout is definitely a strength of the film. Also a strength is the cinematography, stunning in both its dramatic moments and also in its stylistic war footage. In particular, one gorgeously shot scene has a family being surprised by the snow they notice on a hot summer's day, only to realize as it falls around them that it isn't snow at all, but ash, something indicative of a nearby tragedy. This powerful emotional moment is one of several in the film, where its iconic imagery will become burned into your mind as you recall the feeling you experienced when seeing it on screen. I was continually mesmerized by the visual quality of the storytelling and really drawn into this world. One more warning of a sort is that the film also does not shy away from showing the brutality of what the Nazis were doing to Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto of Poland. It is not pleasant and can evoke some pretty strong feelings of rage and anger in a viewer. Not just in the violence, either. There is one chilling shot of tourists posing for a picture in front of the barbed wire fence of the ghetto, their bright colored clothing a stark difference to the grays and the blacks behind them. This is the kind of affecting scene that can make a person literally sick to their stomach. Now you may be wondering if the zookeeper's wife has a place among the great Holocaust films, like Schindler's List, Sophie's Choice, Life is Beautiful, and The Pianist. I have to say that for me, it is a resounding yes. The Zookeeper's Wife is an incredible story. Its portrait of empathy for the marginalized and oppressed comes at a time when the world really needs to see it. The Zabinskis were not Jews themselves, but sacrificed greatly to fight against injustice, simply because it showed up at their doorstep one day. Their efforts saved many lives, and the film captures the emotional swings of this so well. This is an inspirational film well worth seeing and learning from. Just don't expect a dry eye while doing so. For each of these reviews, I want to highlight one primary emotional takeaway. In The Zookeeper's Wife, that emotion is radical compassion. Philosopher Ken Lampert identifies compassion as a special case of empathy directed toward the other's distress. Radical compassion is a specific type of general compassion, which includes the inner imperative to change reality in order to alleviate the pain of others. This state of mind, according to Lampert's theory, is universal and stands at the root of the historical cry for social change. This is exactly what we see from Antonina and Jan Zabinski in The Zookeeper's Wife. 
It is tragic and rage-inducing to see what the Nazi Germany has done to Poland. But the takeaway here is that when people step up and forego their own safety and comfort to put others first, lives can be saved and history can be changed. See this film because it is a very well-made movie that tells a compelling story through great performances and technical mastery, but walk out of it with a renewed purpose and outlook on life outside of your personal bubble. That's all I've got for you guys this time, but I hope that you've enjoyed this quick look at The Zookeeper's Wife, opening in wide release on March 31st. We'd love any feedback you have regarding this new format, and you can contact us on Twitter at Film or through our Facebook page or website. You can also contact me directly on Twitter by searching for at Aaron L. White, that's A-A-R-O-N-E-L-W-H-I-T-E. If you do choose to see the film because of this review, I'd love to hear if it meets your expectations. Thanks so much for listening. If you have some time, check out our growing backlog of episodes. And until the next time, stay positive and keep feeling film.